as you uh, ride some creature like a donkey or maybe llama. I'm not quite sure what they ride in Central America. Up and down the mountains, going to villages and, and little places here and there, and going from one extreme of uh, altitude or, or even climate change, uh, you're bound to get sick. You're bound to get sick. So, so our, dear, our dear Bishop Fry, and I'm hoping he's watching, uh, when he was the Bishop of Central America, would do all those travels, he, he would eventually get sick. And so he went to the doctor, and the doctor prescribed him what we would commonly always get, a prescription of antibiotics. But as he was leaving, he said, hold on, Bill, I've got another prescription for you. And the pre prescription was, take your wife and get away for a while. Leave the kids and take your wife and get away for a while. His beautiful bride, Barbara, who we all love. And you know, if, if I could be like anyone else on this earth, if I could be like anyone else on this work, on this earth, it would be Barbara Fry. She had this fierce gentleness. This fierce grace about her, that she would love you fiercely. She would, she would forgive you fiercely. There's a book that, uh, that she wrote, and Patrick had us published probably about six years ago. Light as a feather, but it's heavy. And, and sometimes I don't want to pick it up. I kind of put it in my bookshelf and, and pass it by. Because these words that she talks about in forgiveness, 70 times 7, they are convicting. They, they, they kind of hit you with a two-by-four sometimes about what forgiveness is. It reads like this parable that we just, we just read. It's her story as she talks about, uh, about being wronged uh, in, in a relationship, in a relationship that she had for years, and in a second, it goes bad. Something happens. But in that relationship, she refuses to forgive the other person or ask for forgiveness. Because, well... She uses forgiveness in, in this book, just like we use forgiveness sometimes. We use it as a tool of a, of a, like a weapon, like in our tool belt. I won't forgive that person until they really apologize, until I, I really think it's sincere. Or I won't forgive until they meet my guidelines. They don't meet my guidelines. Well, they're not getting my forgiveness. Or maybe if I forgive them, They'll just keep doing it again and again. So what's the use in forgiving them? That's the parable. That's the parable of this servant that, that comes before his king. The king decides he wants to settle all the counts in the kingdom. He calls his general manager up, and his general manager owes him a gazillion amount of money. It, it, it's, it's like any of the parables that Jesus talks about. 
it seems normal until you come to a certain spot. Well, the certain spot here is this general manager owes as much as Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and Warren Buffett combined times 10. <laughs> times 10. Who could ever repay it? But he pleads with the king. And the king has this splagnizomai. Remember that a few weeks ago? Splagnizomai, this compassion, this deep-seated, hearted compassion. The servant says, I will repay you. I promise. I will repay you. Let me just think of a thing like Amazon or Google and I'll repay you, I promise. The king has compassion and he releases him. But yet, the servant goes out and sees another one who owes him just a few hundred dollars. And it says he seizes him by the throat and says, where's my money? And the other gentleman pleads with him and says, I, I will repay you. Uh, just a few hundred dollars, I promise. But the ungrateful servant doesn't do that. He throws him in jail and says, you'll repay me by being in jail. <laughs> How's he going to get repaid? And hearing this, the king will bring the ungrateful servant and say, why could you not have mercy like I have mercy on you? Why could you not forgive like I've forgiven you? And for that, I will throw you and your family and your children and you will suffer the consequences. That's a story of this book that, that Barbara wrote. It's a story of her life as she struggled with, with forgiveness, of, 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 of giving the gift of forgiveness to a friend. Get this book sometimes. In, this, in the story, I'm not going to ruin all the ending of it, but in the story, there's reconciliation. It, it, it's a time of, of emergency for, the, for this other lady, and they are reconciled. And Barbara feels the nudge that has been going on for weeks, but feels the nudge of the Holy Spirit to ask for forgiveness. And in that, she is released. The burdens come off her shoulders. Friendship can, can be ruined in an instant. And it has taken weeks and months, Barbara will say, to restore this relationship. But it is being restored, little by little. The tool that we use for our own good really is not a tool for our own good. We love to make idols of everything. We love to make tools of what God has given us as our own weapons to glorify us. But the tool of forgiveness is not ours. It doesn't have our name on it. It belongs to God Himself. It is the tool of God that He has chosen. And it was given to us on that cross in Jerusalem at Calvary. It is the gift of forgiveness. Those three words are probably some of the most powerful words around. I forgive you. I forgive you. There's a scene in Schindler's List and it's uh, Ralph Fiennes and Liam Nielsen. A Amon, the commander of the uh, commandant of the extermination camp in Schindler. Schindler's talking about forgiveness. And, and he's telling Amon 
You know what the most powerful tool is? It's forgiveness. You don't have to shoot someone. Just say, I forgive you. So Amon tries it on for a little bit, thinking he's magnanimous. And, and there's a little boy in this scene where he's washing his tub, his bathtub. There's some stains on it that he can't get out. And as Amon walks up to him and sees, uh, sees the mess he's made, he says, I forgive you, feeling powerful. But as the scene goes on, the boy starts walking back toward his cabin. And then all of a sudden, you hear shots from a rifle fired. And eventually, it will kill the young boy. Amon thought he had the power of forgiveness. And he thought it would make him something big and tall and strong. He got it all wrong. Because it didn't belong to him. It belonged to the God of the universe. And the God of the universe is calling his body to be a part of that. Bishop Fry's little prescription of taking his wife out without the kids for a while was not just a funny prescription. It was a prescription for a tortured soul, a tortured marriage. As they spent time together and as they talked, there were things, pains, isolation, and things that, that came out as they talked about a, a husband traveling along the mountains and the villages and the feeling of isolation from his wife, of being alone and raising all those kids by herself, bitterness, and all that that comes with it. And he had, he had qualms that he had. But in that, they were able to say, I forgive you. Not just to use it as a tool of, of power, but as a tool of God's goodness. And to accept it. And to accept it. Because it came from one they loved that they had a relationship with. This parable is not purely about forgiveness or unforgiveness or about being tortured or, or about being bound up in prison. If we, don't, if we don't allow people to come in and, and forgive us or for us to give forgiveness. It is part of that. But it's a larger picture. It's about relationship between the God who gives a gift and for the body of Christ. It's about uh, a, a community or individuals in this body of Christ who, who don't forgive, who allow, uh, who allow themselves to hold on to that tool of forgiveness. And it just doesn't imprison the individual. It imprisons the community, the body of Christ to be frozen, to be bitter, to be angry. We are called as the body of Christ not to just live for ourselves, but for our family, our friends, our relationships in, in this church. We are called to use the tool of forgiveness because it is a gift of God. And we are called to give it to those that desperately need it.
That's myself. And as I look at this congregation, it is all of us. Every single one of us. Receive the gift of forgiveness. And in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit, may you forgive others like you have been forgiven. Amen.